Hello and welcome to Click Click Bang Bang, a photography podcast. I'm Toby. And I'm Mez. Hey Mez. Hey. This is going to be fun. going to be dope. Episode one. Now we decided to do this not that long ago and we wrote a blurb about what this was going to be, didn't we Mez? We did. Do you want to read it? The big blurb or the little blurb? Was a big blurb? Yeah, you wrote it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I only wrote yeah. a short blurb. Yeah. Anyway, well, let, let, go, uh, let's go big. Oh, like, let's go, go. Go big or go home, I say. Okay, so Click Click Bang Bang is a podcast about photography for everyone, whether you're a pro, an amateur, hobbyist, or you just love photography. Host Mez and Toby will discuss all aspects of the medium with the people that define it. This is not a wanky, ego-driven lecture. It's fun and sometimes it's kind of deep, but it's all-inclusive. Did I really write that? You did. It's pretty good, isn't it? Like, <laughs> legit good. Anyone would think I was a writer. Funny yeah. that. Well, look, since this is our first episode, we've written some questions for each other. I'm going to start uh, by asking you the first question, Mez. Okay. And the me. first question is, can you remember the first time you thought, damn... Photography's for me. Yeah, I can. I yeah. can. I can. It was when I when I started high school, and many many years ago. Thanks, Toby. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Not as many as you. All right. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, and it was really cool because my high school was like the only high school in the ACT that had a dark room. You want to give your high school a shout out? Alfred Deacon High nice. represent. Nice. They had a, a dark room and I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll, I'll take photography in year seven. So I was about 12 going on 13. And, yeah, that's where I learned to use a 35mm SLR. Used to shoot on these old Minolta's. And I just remember the first time projecting a negative onto photographic paper and putting it in the developer, this white piece of paper, and seeing an image appear. And I was like... I'm a fucking magician. <laughs> That's magic. Like, honestly, it was truly phenomenal. And I was like, I'm hooked, mate. Cool. Hook, line and sinker. Yeah. What about you? That's what was your, rad. like, what was your. Well, mine's a bit different. Um, my sister had a similar experience to you, actually. Yeah. Funnily enough, she did, she did a lot of art and craft and, and shit at school. And I remember her turning her bedroom into a makeshift dark room for a week because that's probably about as long as she was interested in it for <laughs> <laughs> and doing similar things to what you just described and I kind of thought at the time eh, oh, you know whatever it didn't mm. really do much for me um and I never I was never really into photography until my late teens I guess um and I never really had a proper camera I used to have a lot of disposable cameras and just take you know Stupid happy snaps or whatever. Yeah, yeah. My first proper camera was an old Canon um, of some description, SLR. And when my dad lived in the Middle East, uh, which was in the early 90s, um, we went over to visit and everything was so bloody cheap there. Mm. I thought, shit, I'm buying one of these because it looks cool. And I didn't even really know why I bought a camera, um, but I did. And I remember taking the first film. Uh, into the shop and we used to get the film we used to get them back in like you know an hour or two yeah and they'd put them in these pathetic 
cheap ass little yep, sleeves. Um, albums. Oh. No, an actual little album. Oh my god. Like a little A A five, like a little note, yeah, notebook yeah. style with a cheesy picture of Abu Dhabi on the front. Love it. And I remember looking at the first bunch of pictures and I took, and the one picture I remember vividly is a picture of my mum standing at a harbour and I had a shallow depth of field. And I was like, ooh. I didn't even know what a shallow depth of field was at Bit of magic. It just looks magic. Yeah. And that, and from that point on it got me hooked. I, d- I had no idea what I was doing with the camera. I didn't know how to operate it or anything. I thought probably had it in just auto mode to kick me off. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as my pictures came back to me and I was more and more impressed with, with how they looked, not necessarily the fact that they were good photos, but just thinking, you know, I'm, it just started to appeal to me. Yeah, but that's right. Pretty much, yeah, it's magic. That's pretty much how I got into it's it. It's the magic. It's the magic. It's the magic. In, in different ways, but it is the magic. The magic. What you, what kind of stuff you like to shoot? Like what's your fa- like what would you say is your favourite? Now? Yeah. Um, I do a lot of architecture. Yeah. Um, as you know. I love it. And I do enjoy that. I think because buildings don't talk back. <laughs> Interesting. I uh, not that I struggle with people. I I like doing architecture, but not just your standard. Um, here's a building. I like to look at things from completely odd and bizarre angles, and and sometimes look at really ugly things and try and make make them, them look, beautiful. Look really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. Yourself? I don't know. I'm a weird one. I shoot heaps of stuff. Obviously, I mean you do too. But I don't know. It's changed over my last. 10 years it's changed a lot. I used to be really into, you know, documentary photography and reportage and I still do that quite a lot, especially for work. But now I'm really just in, I'm so into landscapes at the moment. It's really weird. I was never into landscapes. Yeah, like I'm like gritty, dirty, like black and white, like, you know, rep street, reportage and now I'm just into like, pastel backlit like landscapes it's really weird I just like being out there I just like just being amongst the nature so I I always know you obviously we've known each other for many years yeah quite a long time I think of you as a a black and white nut is that changing No, I like I love black and white and I shoot a lot of black and white film like it's my go-to, but you know what I think it was is whenever I shot in colour because I didn't, I didn't understand, I didn't understand colour very well and now I feel like I'm finally starting to understand colour, um, you know, and, and how to make it work for me in an image and, I, and I've, I've gone from a very like sort of saturated deep blue sky polarization kind of look which I never liked to finding my own voice within color and now when you're tired. yeah well I'm sure everything's fine is that on the tv is that no it's like a legit oh, it siren okay. yeah Continue. Continue. <laughs> it's a legit siren Sorry, like legit yeah, no, I just now I know how I know how to make color work for me and I know how to make it balanced in an image. And I'm just like diving deep into it. But nah, my heart's black and white, babe, all the way. Like 100% the best work I've ever shot. Black and white Ilford HB5. 
Best nice. shit I've ever shot. Really? All my top images, boom. So, yeah, no, black and white nut for sure. But I'm delving. I'm putting a foot in colour. Excellent. <laughs> it's good to diversify. So with that in mind, who are your inspirations? I don't – I've had this thing about me, my whole photographic, like, education because obviously, like, I, I went to photography school and then also in my in my professional career where I don't really – look at other photographers work because I started doing that when I was learning the art of photography and all I would ever think was oh my god why can't I be as good as this person or that person and it just like made me a like not as creative and it just made me just, just feel really bad about myself like why am I not as good so I just stopped looking at other people's work like totally but, you know, and as I've developed my own style and my own voice and, and, and my confidence within photography, I, I, I'd look towards not for necessarily for inspiration but just as like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm quite impressed. I really love Henri Cartier-Bresson. I mean, as a black and white film photographer and a reportage photographer, I mean, I love him. Mm. You know, I remember walking down the streets in Vienna years ago and there was this tiny photography gallery and I was like, Shawno, that's my husband, let's go in here, check it out. And it was like this high-end, you know, dealer. And there on the bloody wall was a silver gelatin print from negative of Henri Cartier-Bresson's most famous image of the man jumping over the puddle. 32,000 euro was for sale. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like his work is just stunning and I I just, I love his composition and I love the moments he, he captures and, you know, I love black and white, but mm. um, yeah. I mean, I kind of look for inspiration outside of photography, to be honest. Yeah, I'm a bit the same. Yeah. I, I, I yeah what about you? I don't think I could name any particular photographer that I'd like. Oh my god, I'm you know, I love his stuff. Yeah, I'm more into styles than than the individual photographers themselves. Yeah. So I'll see a lot of, and you'll see a lot of photographers that have similar styles. Um, yeah. I love. I don't necessarily um indulge in this type of photography myself but i love documentary photography i love street photography and uh and a lot of um conflict photography conflict photojournalism photography so um don mccullen's a big um favorite of mine oh yeah um who did a lot of work in in the vietnam war and many other places and now shoots beautiful landscapes you probably love um Mm. given your newfound Love for landscapes. Definitely. Um, uh, and uh, obviously, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of war photography. The World Press uh, exhibition is one of my favourite things every every year. It's also one of the most depressing things you could ever yeah, possibly so see. Yeah, so depressing. Ninety percent of it. I've is stayed just, away the last couple of years. Ninety percent of it just makes you feel really shit about the world. Yeah. Um, but recently I've been really enjoying wildlife photography as well. Really? Yeah. Not doing it, just looking at it. Yeah, yeah, just like, that's so um, strange. And a, a, another annual exhibition they have every year is the Wildlife Photography of the Year, which I love. It's oh, yeah. Like, I really enjoy that. It's, um, it's quite fun. So, yeah. And, look, I take a lot of architecture shots, but I don't really um, – I don't there's, – there, there isn't an architecture photographer out there that I think, oh, so yeah. awesome. I couldn't. I don't think I could name one. But I bet you could name heaps of architects that you enjoy. Uh, not really. Really interesting. Yeah, not really. So you just 
you know, going for the moment and what's in yeah. front of you and how you can make it work and, you know. Pretty much. And I guess, that, and this is something we'll talk about in, in, in future episodes, is when you do get stuck in a, in a genre like that, mm. it's quite easy to run out of ideas. Yeah, sure. Inspirations. So I obviously live in Sydney um, and there are plenty of great buildings there and they seem to be popping up all over the place at the moment, new ones, old ones, whatever. Mm. Um, but there's only so much you can, you know, so many times you can go into town and, and start shooting stuff. But um, Yeah, that's so true. You know, but, yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm more inspired, like like you said, by um, by by moods and mm. Oh, Something totally, like 100%. This next question maybe should have been our first one, but what is it? whatever. Well, other than taking photos, what else do you do? Oh. Tell us about just a little bit. Yeah. Like what's your elevator talk? <laughs> <laughs> like you're stuck I'm in an elevator. Never in an elevator. Oh, my God, you're such an introvert. walks into an elevator with me, I'm like, oh, where's my phone? <laughs> really? I'm no. like, oh, how can I get, what information can I get out of this person? That's me. <laughs> Total extrovert. That's why we work so well together. Yeah, you and Yang, babe. So I began my career in media in, uh, in the UK, in London which is where I was born and bred, mate. All right, geezer. Could tell, could yeah, tell. Mate. No, I'm mean. <laughs> um, And I started newspapers, uh, beautiful old printed things, which most people don't know about anymore. Mm. Um, and I think in a, some sort of subliminal, subliminal way, uh, that kind of got me interested in photography because I worked a lot as a writer but also as a sub-editor on newspapers and magazines. Yeah. And in the process of doing that job, uh, was often looking for photos to illustrate stories. And I loved it. I loved looking at pictures. I'd love going through libraries. And back in the day, we had really antiquated systems with no sort of online digital libraries and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I'm very old. You were man. filing through. I'm an old man. Now. You were fingering through. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Uh, yes, I was, and I, I would be, or I'd, I, you know, when I worked on local papers, the photographer used to come in with a little envelope full of the, his prints and be like, oh, which ones do you want? And we'd scan them in and that sort of stuff. But anyway, I developed a passion for looking for things that told stories without having to actually read the article. And I recognised very early on in my career that, photograph, that photographs and photography was extremely important in terms of... Um, helping people to to see that there was something there to, for them to be yeah. interested in. Yeah. And most of my career has been in sport and there are obviously a lot of dramatic images in sport. Oh, my gosh. Some of the most icon- iconic images you've ever seen. Have, it's like the renaissance. Yeah, have come from, from sport. And that's still going today, which is which is awesome. And I've moved from, from print to digital media and more recently into TV production and it's all been image focused and lots of looking at pictures and understanding the power of an image telling a story. They always say, you know, a picture is a thousand words and it's probably, you know, there's no truer cliche out there, I don't think. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, clearly you're a visual storyteller. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's 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 my background. And now, you know, I, I do photography, not just on the side, I, I get paid for the odd photography gig here and there and, and thoroughly enjoy it. Um, and you produce great bodies of your own personal work, for sure. Thanks very much. And uh, as do you. So tell us a bit more about your career. Well, I started out working in the music industry and the live production industry. 
you know, I, I did an apprenticeship and cut my teeth in, in that world, lighting, video, sound engineering, and that's how I met Sean. And effectively that's how I met you because <laughs> Sean's a musician. Um, and I did that. I, I worked in, in, in the live production industry till I was about 22. And, and I, cause I'd always loved photography, obviously, but it was always sort of like a hobby. And then, you know, as I worked more and more in the industry, music industry, I, like, I loved it, but I realized I couldn't do it forever because it was hard on my body, you know, lifting like massive subwoofers and loading trucks and, you know, the late nights and, and all that shit, you know. It, I was like, I need to do something else. The drugs and the, you know, well, the groupies. And- <laughs> all the gross groupies <laughs> hanging off me, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so I thought, well, what's – and I wanted something a little bit more creative, to be honest, because I'm there working with musicians and they're doing something, like, so creative and I'm just like, levels, you know. It's <laughs> <sighs> And Sean's a highly creative person as well. And I thought, well, I love photography. So when I moved to Sydney, because I grew up in Canberra, when I moved to Sydney – I started studying photography at, at Ultimo TAFE at the Sydney Institute of Technology and um, realised I was, like, pretty good at it. And, um, yeah, and so I've been working for myself as a freelance photographer since, well, full-time since 2012, but I, I graduated from there in '09. But, um, I mean, I've worked in social work for many years as well and, I kind of tie that all in together with my photographic practice as well. I, I tutor a lot of people with brain injury and different disabilities in photography. So that's a huge part of my work and my business mm. as well as shooting freelance professionally. And, and a great thing to do as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think, yeah, we'll probably do an episode on that actually. Which Good really idea. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, here's a question for you. Yeah. It's not on our list, so don't panic. I'm so – do I ever panic? Um, but what you, you just said when you were at TAFE you, you realised – Hey, I'm pretty good. Yeah. What What makes you realise that you do have a talent for this? It was photography. I'm talking about obviously. Yeah, yeah. It this was is a photography podcast. Isn't yeah, it? I. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Could be anything. Um, no, it was actually the fact. This is going to sound really egotistical, and I don't say it with any ego behind it. When you're in that kind of environment, and you know, and you in the first six months of your course, there's like 40, 50, 60 other students. And all your work is on display all the time. And you kind of like realise that where your work is sitting against other people and you're like, oh, and I just enjoyed it Mm. Mm. immensely. And I always have since, you know, going through high school, always studying photography up until year 12, I've always done it. It's always been a part of my life, always. Um, Even when I was working in the music industry, I'd be taking photos. Yeah, right. You know. Um, and like photographing your bands. Oh, yeah, of Sean, course. I Sean, about that. Sean's bands. Like, I've just always done it. Something I've always done. It's always been part of my life, you know? And so, I don't know. I just thought, I don't know. I've just had a level of belief in myself. And I've always realized that I was different than other people in life and the way, <laughs> and the way I shoot. I've just always known it. And I've had the confidence to pursue it. Because I think that's a lot of people. Uh, uh, it's one thing that a lot of people would not struggle with, but there are, there would be a time in your career, whether it's early or mid or late, where you think, "Am I any good at this?" Yeah, like you know, oh, and I for, I still think that. I think everybody should, yeah. to a degree, think that. I yeah. don't think you should ever think, "No, nah, I'm done. I'm uh, that's it. I've reached 
you know, yeah. Nirvana, and I can't get any better than this. Totally. Um, that you can always get be- better in whatever yeah, you're doing, whether totally. it's photography or playing musical. And it's like a whatever. muscle. You've got to exercise it to exactly. keep it working. Exactly. Um, but it's funny for someone like me, uh, I should, uh, this is my disclaimer, is that I'm not a trained photographer. I've never, my photography education, in quote marks, consists of a couple of courses at the uh, ACP in Sydney. You know, just night classes, mm. basic camera craft, I think they called it. Oh, yes, I remember camera that course. Two, and then I did camera craft two and I thought I was so advanced. I'm moving up. I'm advanced. <laughs> I'm advancing. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my that's the extent of my education. But I, um, I've just, I, I guess my, it, it all comes from feedback for me. Yeah. So, you know, that's how I, I know deep down. I, I hate saying, yeah, I'm good. I don't want to, you know, yeah, pump up my entire or whatever. Sure, but I've had a lot of people say to me, "Oh man, you're photographer, you're you're photographer." I am one of those. Amazing. I am one of those. One of those. And when it comes from someone like you, obviously means a lot because I know your your background is much more, um, is much richer than mine in terms of you know the length of time you've been in photography as a professional as well. So yeah, that's. I just thought of an interesting question to ask. I thought throw that one in there. I liked it. And you, you, you did I picked it up. Yeah, you caught it. Thanks. Well done. Let's go back to our blurb. Oh, okay. I just want to quickly go through this blurb and kind of explain to people why we want to do this. Um, I think this it was mostly your idea, this this podcast. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just here for the fame. Um, <laughs> not really. But as soon as I asked you, you were like, Yes. I knew what you meant. You totally got it because, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? I didn't say anything. Okay. Oh, you were just about to go in. I was, I was, I was, I was. Oscar winning speech. Um, No, I just, I just thought there was a huge gap in like, I don't know if you want to say that photography podcasting is a scene or whatever. But it is now. now. Um, There's a a huge gap because a lot of what's out there is very much either aimed at the professional, which is fine, um, or how to make it as a photographer. This is what you got to do. And it's like, oh, fuck, like someone shoot me if I hear (laughs) someone else say that. You know what I mean? Because everyone's journey is very individual and it's always dependent on, you know, location and time. It's dependent on so many things. Mm -hmm. So I don't think anyone can super, super teach you that. But there was a huge sort of gap of like in the middle Mm -hmm. of like amateurs, quote unquote, and I hate that word too, who are really good at their craft and are self-taught or have done some courses, whatever. Hey, that's me. That's you who want to put their work out, who want to get better, who want to learn more things. But there's that huge gap. And also there's a severe lack of honesty about our industry, you know, and there's a severe lack of a woman's voice mm-hmm. in our industry to be really straight up about it. And um, We should just clarify that Mez is a woman. I am indeed. I don't know if we made that clear at the beginning of the podcast, but <laughs> yeah, glad we cleared that up. Yeah, pretty obvious. But, yeah, I just thought there was this huge kind of gap and I didn't, I was sick of listening to podcasts that sounded a little bit like, an echo chamber. Mm. And, and yeah, there's a lot of things about the industry that no one's talking about, you know, uh, from, you know, not getting paid and what you're charging and, and how, to get a, how to get a job, you know, how to actually land it, you know, and 
and the fact that the industry is kind of dying in mm-hmm. the ass. Mm. And I, I mean, I don't want that to sound too blunt, but you know, there's a lot of photographers out there who are having to get second jobs to make ends meet because this industry is declining severely. And I just kind of thought, okay, well, let's put something out there that is going to empower people, empower the amateur, empower the person, the emerging photographer trying to come up through the ranks and empower professionals to openly share knowledge and information. And when we have knowledge is power and when we have power, we don't let people walk all over us and our industry can survive. Mm -hmm. Because right now there's so much secrecy in this industry and so many people trying to save face and I just think there needs to be a little bit more honesty and it needs to be fun like this is going to be really fun and we're going to talk to so many interesting people you know from photographers to like you know heads of tech companies Mm -hmm. to people who like to models to makeup artists to videographers like we're gonna try and cover so much stuff we're gonna be like facilitators of information that's actually going to be useful Mm. And that's not some like creative wank, yeah. you know, like yeah. we're definitely going to get like wanky creative as well. Like we're going to get our art <laughs> well, on, we're going to get our art on, <laughs> but yeah. And, and it's going to go a bit deeper than just like, well, this is how you get 500 followers and, and all that fucking shit. Cause I'm so fucking yeah. sick hearing that. And this is how you pose a family. Co- oh, I don't fucking care how you pose a family couple. <laughs> like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't care what the latest fucking camera is. <laughs> Like obviously we're going to talk about cameras and stuff like that, but it's not a tech-driven thing. It's just it's going to be all-encompassing and it's going to be honest. I mean, I freaking hope so. Yeah, it will be. It'll be great. You'll be honest, won't you? I'll be very honest. And I think that, as you said, there is a gap for this kind of thing. Um, and it, it really, I think I'm probably the target audience, to be honest, because I, I'm a good photographer, but I'm not necessarily, I'm, a, I'm an occasional professional in terms of I get paid for my work. Um, so I have an understanding of, of the struggles of that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think my biggest thing with, with what's out there at the moment is there's a lot of technical shit out there that I just, yeah. you know, like, really? Yeah. You know, yeah, there's a there's a place for it, but that's re- it's kind of like that's all there is. Yeah. Uh, and there's not much conversational shit going no. on out there. And, yeah, I guess, I guess we're just going to try and fill a void in yeah. some way, which will be... A lot of fun. I think so too. I think so too. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I am too. Some of the subjects that we're going to talk about in our next couple of eps are what the hell do I charge? (laughs) Don't ask me. What do I charge? I have no idea. So we're going to go deep, guys. We're going to go deep into that. We're going to look at mirrorless. Yes. And not from like a super, super tech tech no. perspective like gonna... we're gonna get into that like we're gonna get into the tech as well but we're gonna like from a practicality point of view and what are the uses and who should be using it and who maybe doesn't really need to use mirrorless but like i'm kind i get it i totally get it yeah. it might not be for me but i totally freaking get it like i so totally get it don't say too much now i'm not we're going to... <laughs> story of my life Mez. let's end don't, it don't say let's too much it. now let's end all it. right so that's what's going to come up in the next couple of eps of click click bang bang and, and, that, photography was, podcast. and that was ep one so i hope you enjoyed it and can't wait to hear you oh no not hear you speak to you again yeah and uh get on subscribe guys subscribe comment and uh follow and spread the word please because um Ultimately, this is for you and we want your conversations to be, you know, 
forefront of mind. Yeah, hundred percent. We're open to ideas. Anything you want us to talk about? Send and what's our way. what's our handle at CCBB Podcast? You'll find us on the socials everywhere. Yeah. See you later. Ciao.